I think the first question is, Michael, what happened to you? I feel like I'm in a room in the corner with a lot of wet paint. I see you, Michael. Brutal. And she said, did you swallow? Did I mention you're naked? It's supposed to be a fun thing. It's not fun at all. What did I do? And it uh, turned out they were horribly inbred. I wish I could say it was intentional. I'm not sure what's happening. Hey, a man's got to eat. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. We're playing Call of Cthulhu and recording it and posting it for your enjoyment. This episode is going to be a little bit different. We're going to do a bit of a two-parter. In the beginning, first 10-15 minutes or so, we are going to wrap up our playthrough of A Mother's Love. We've got a few loose ends to tie up and Michael's going to give us some insight as to what was happening behind the scenes a little bit. That'll take, like I said, about 10-15 minutes. And then we are going to be kicking off season two of our homebrew campaign we are all super excited to get going on that uh, before we get started a reminder that a few of us are going to be at chaosium con in ann arbor michigan april 8th and 9th playing some games uh, a couple of us are going to gm some games we're going to be talking in some uh, seminars so if you are coming say hello my name is arthur Rick is traveling tonight, so we are going to meet his new Season 2 character next week. We don't have character names, at least I don't have character names for anyone. So, the investigators are, myself of course, Chris, Emily, Scott, Wayne, and as always, our amazing keeper is Michael. Michael, the show is all yours. Alright, thanks for joining us Under the Library. Under the Library is a Call of Cthulhu tabletop RPG featuring violent themes, which in the very first 10 minutes, you'll get to hear very grisly, gory details of uh, <clears throat> Scott's survival. What? And yeah, maybe wow. not. Spoilers. Yeah. yeah and he shouldn't be able to survive. You don't know that yet. And uh yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Disclaimer. But, oh, yeah. Yes. We are. Uh, we feature mature themes played by immature people. So we hope you'll join us and we look forward to whatever may happen tonight. And with that, uh, this will be the recap of last episode's A Mother's Love. Um, but remember, that's not part of season two. It's just our standalone. We're going to have a little epilogue and then we'll jump right in. So, Emily with last episode okay so we began our last episode on the third floor Ping. of the martin gilman house Ping. chambers headed into the room where merrick says he saw a car heading past heading away from the building uh towards the front of the hotel and chambers has an injured leg at this point from very poorly uh from trying to kick the door and failing or succeeding. This is going off the rails. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the agents and Bubba go downstairs to try to find Lanny and Blue. They left a note, as it turns out. Lanny and Blue are not downstairs, but they said, we've been suddenly called back to Ipswich. We'll meet you in town later. So at this point... We remember the pirate hideout map and decide to head back to Grace Decker's house to get some more information. Uh, 
This time she invites us in much more politely and uh, offers us tea, her grandmother's special tea served in ornately painted china coated in a layer of brown. The tea smells very salty and fishy. And she offers the first cup to Bubba who takes a drink and then spits it all over Grace because he is so surprised by the sour, pungent saltiness. We ask Grace for info about the map and we find out that they did have a secret hideout as kids in Warehouse 52 near the cannery. The kids played secret games there and collected things. So, oh, and at some point, Chambers also drank the tea just to be polite and to try to encourage Grace to share her information. Then we cut for a minute back to Aloysius, who left the gas station and headed on his way out of town, past the constabulary, sees a group run out of the building, hop in a car and drive off as he's distracted. There's a loud pop, the tire goes flat, he careens off the road, finds out his spare has been sliced. So now he is on foot, finds his friends, follows our tracks from the hotel to Grace's house. So together again, minus Lanny and Blue, that is, we head to Warehouse 52. We split up and check the perimeter for another entrance, find a grate with fresh prints in front of it, and we all crawl inside. Inside, Bubba hits his head and then all of a sudden, he's humming and his mouth fills with liquid. And there was a whole mm. disgusting scene that uh, ended with him essentially drowning on land. He yeah, filled there was, with water. There was water coming out of everywhere in his head. Everywhere. Everywhere. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, and of course, um, Aloysius assisted the situation by jumping on his abdomen with the full weight of his body. Can't forget about the pouncing. That, the pouncing true. was really important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was trying to help. Very helpful. Yep. There was a gunshot from the balcony. And so we head upstairs to, to figure out who's there. Trace to the office. There is a man hiding behind the desk in the office. Merrick rushes in and is shot. Chambers rushes in and is able to take the guy out, goes to check on Merrick, and Merrick dies. It was very sad. He reflects that this was a terrible idea. <laughs> Can we get that one more time for posterity, Merrick? That was a terrible idea. <laughs> yep. Searching the body, there is no identification, some cash, and then Chambers hears heavy breathing in the corner. There is a pregnant, dirty, panicked woman who says she was kidnapped from the bank, and Chambers asks Aloysius to take her out to the car so that she'll be safe there while we continue to explore the warehouse. She calls him her hero. She, the woman, not she, Chambers, calls him her hero and kisses him. Aloysius takes her to the car, gets in, and leaves. He pulls an Aloysius. Stops to pick up the bodies <laughs> and heads to Ipswich. 
Chambers heads down the stone steps into the basement, hears the toll of a bell. Eventually, she hears two voices. One is watery and the other normal, speaking in a language that she cannot recognize. It is all fully dark in the basement. She has the flashlight off, but feels such a desire to get Sisk after all of the trauma that has occurred, after seeing her partner shot, after seeing Bubba drown. She rounds the corner, flips on the flashlight, shoots. A fish creature falls to the floor and the human creature yells, mother. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. wasn't, wasn't yeah, Chambers' best moment. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> um, it, was, it was his mommy. Yeah, it was his mommy. Sisk clutches his wrist and speaks an unfamiliar word at which point Chambers feels a great pain starting in her trigger finger that then passes through her whole body. She becomes rigid and falls. There is a bang and everything goes black. Aloysius drives to Ipswich with the pregnant woman, collects his bounties. Get your motor <laughs> running. Get on the highway. To continue on to leave Ipswich. They drive off together as she runs her fingers through his hair. And I believe that's when there was an X card. Yep. Uh, and behind the curtain, she seduces him. Late one night after a passionate evening, she awakes, stabs him. She the knife on her calf, steals the car and the money and drives off. She was the last bounty. That's nice. That's a very poetic ending there. Yeah, that was great. She was the last bounty. <laughs> so let's use my favorite word that I've learned. Let's retcon back to the hotel when uh, I can't remember your characters' names anymore. Lanny and Blue. Lanny and Blue. Lanny was and in Clue. The oh, Clue. Lanny Blue Who's the dog and Steve Blue is me. Yeah, so Blue, you were out in the hallway oh. holding Clue when everybody had gone in uh, into the room, if you'll remember. And the door behind you in the hallway opened. And right as you were turning around, uh, these very webbed fingers reached out, wrapped around your face, and you went to scream... And your mouth was filled with this salty fish flavor that made you vomit a little bit. Uh, the webbing, though, kind of encapsulated it right against your face. And uh, it was everything you could do not to aspirate it. You were just like totally disgusted. It pulled you in the room where the, the odor and the stench just really overwhelmed you. And then everything started to get blurry. And you remember uh, Clue. Uh, falling out of your arms and you uh, don't remember what happened. Uh, shortly thereafter, Lanny, uh, you retreated out of the room trying to look and you noticed that uh, Old Blue was gone. And so uh, you started kind of doing your uh, 
police bit and looking around when the door right across the hall from you gently swung open. Uh, and it just kind of opened on its own. And you doing your normal uh, Lanny thing, decided to see what was behind that door. And you see, uh, you, you see Blue's feet on the floor and Clue sitting there. And as you race in, the same thing happens to you. This this webbed hand, and you're a pretty strong guy, and uh, you go to remove the arm, and it's incredibly physical. Uh, it, it, it doesn't budge as you try to take it off of your face. <laughs> what did I do? You said incredibly physical. I didn't know where it was going to go. <laughs> I panicked. <laughs> I, I was gonna let that one go. There was there, there was no penetration. <laughs> um, and uh, you Time too. Move your sex get, tape. <laughs> you two get really, really woozy, and you remember staring down and seeing uh, Clue uh, 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 whimpering at Blue's feet. As you fall, and as you're falling, you hear the door close. Did Clue get out? Sorry. You'll find out in a moment. <laughs> well, at least you didn't, call, you didn't kill Lanny or Patty on St. Patrick's Day. That would have been horrible. Yet. Oh, we're not done yet. You think you're done? Well, it sounds like he's okay. No. He's not dead. <laughs> um, there are a lot of us really rooting for Clue. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh uh y'all groggily wake up with really intense headaches um an indeterminate amount later uh, it's i thought you were gonna say they woke up with terrible bad breath i don't know why that stuck i was waiting for that <laughs> to come out of your mouth i don't know why so you had kind of aspirated a, a yeah. mouthful yeah. of vomit. And yeah. yeah, you would have, uh, you know, Blue, you'd have a pretty nasty kind of taste in your mouth. Um, your, your, your head is pounding and um, you go to get up. And as you do, you realize the pain in your feet and you immediately fall over. I mean, just hit the floor. Um, as you look... You have no toes left. Uh, and <laughs> Blue is in the corner um, nibbling on something which you presume to be your your lost digits. Um, I don't you know why, but I want a circus peanut right now. <laughs> you both realize that you're probably in imminent danger. Would you like to know what lets you off as being in imminent danger? Scott, are you feeling the moment? Are you feeling the heavy, moist salt like air surrounding you? The, the, the splintery wood beneath you? Did I mention you're naked? I'm going to role-play Clue right now. <laughs> I'm literally the worst human being on the planet. You're shivering. At the you're dog. cold. Story. You're naked. And, and Clue is eating your toes in the corner of the room. And it's only natural that in that moment you hear except it's piercing. It sounds like it's all around you. Who wants to have 
I, I think y'all should roll. Both of you roll. Roll what? Just roll a D100. Lower person wins. This this uh, circus peanut tastes extra delicious tonight. I don't know why. I got a thirty. It's kind of like that theme and or that scene in Game of Thrones when he he goes to cut off the wiener and then he's like eating the hot dog. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you roll, Scott? Thirty-seven. What did you roll, Wayne? Sixty-two. Oh, so Wayne loses. All right. Um, so Lanny, you're shivering. Uh, having a little bit of like DTs as well, right? From not having whiskey in quite a bit of time, you're looking for your last kind of nip. Yeah, you're two, also, three hours. yeah, realizing you you see a stairwell as your eyes are kind of adjusting to the light, um, and you start to crawl towards it. Your toes up. You're just on your knees and your elbows, and um, immediately the 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 darkness seems to shimmer and pulsate as it runs across the room. Um, and, and you look over to ask blue if he sees what, what just happened. And as you do, uh, he ripples like he's, he's covered in, in time, right? Like time's just rippling over him. And all of a sudden his head just pops off and blood squirts out of his neck. Um, he didn't even have time to scream as his body goes limp. And blood's flowing out of him, but it's not hitting the floor. It's caught in these ripples and being digested. Um, you go to scream yourself, and you feel your arm starts to stretch, and your neck stretching off, and then it all goes black. Among those sounds in the night of Innsmouth from here on out, besides the wonderful tickle-lily-lily, you could hear the occasional howls of blue. Looking for some more toes. Wow. He now has a taste of human flesh. Mm -hmm. Good job, Scott. You've created a zombie dog. Joey would not eat my toes. Not while you're alive. You'd have the decency to wait until you were dead. That's true. Fern Fern would totally eat my toes. <laughs> Can we ask questions? I have questions. Sure. Yeah, I think the first question is, Michael, what happened to you? <laughs> I didn't give enough disclaimers for that answer. <laughs> Who hurt you so? <laughs> what happened to you? My poor dog. I really love the image of you like exploding out of the neck inside of kind of a gelatinous balloon, though. Uh, yeah, that's gelatinous. the gelatinous uh, Cthulhu demise we've had yet. Yeah, yeah some, covered in time. So, yeah, wow. Yeah, other just that was covered in time was great. Uh, but what was Scott's yeah, was, like? Scott's like awesome. Scott's like. I feel so dirty. It was motherfucking so wonderful. <laughs> I didn't talk about words. any of your X card parts getting you know. Uh, so all right, first question is, what's the tickle What is it? Who's making it? I think that, I mean, that's pretty core to 
mythos. I mean, I could tell you, but what I, if what if that Tickalili Lee shows up in our sandbox? Do you want to know what the Tickalili Lee is? That's why I asked the I, question. I started, because here's the thing, Michael. Like we keep getting not in no way, shape, or form is this a negative other than every time we do anything, it's always like, oh, this could come up later. So we're like like a long time in, and I still don't know ninety eight percent of what's happened in these games. So it would be awesome if we could actually get enough exposition to know what eventually happened. <laughs> He's a little but salty about, <laughs> about Clue If it's no. if it's uh, mythos stuff, uh, you you wouldn't know it. Yeah, it's yeah. too arcane to you know. Once you have enough exposure, you can put the pieces together. You go insane. Yeah, and you can't yeah. know. Wait, but well, will right I go insane? Go, right before you go insane, you go, oh, I get it. And then you go. <laughs> well, I'm actually worried that Scott might actually go insane. I think he Years might go insane if you don't tell him what Tickalili is. <laughs> no kidding. Years of Call of Cthulhu, and I'm never allowed to understand what game I'm actually playing. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I, I have to love show it. Up every week to get killed by something without ever knowing what is the thing that killed me. That's what I and love about this. people do this game. for fun? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, most of, us, most of us had pretty normal deaths. Uh, I just Art, got shot. Art got shot. I yeah. got stabbed. Uh, Emily got splitted. I got magicked and then maybe magicked. shot. <laughs> yeah, you got magicked. Uh, you two got seriously... Uh, Lovecrafted. Okay. Yeah, you 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 only got magic though after you killed his mom. I mean that was just wrong. So I'm going to ask a question that I hope you actually can answer. Um. Oh my god, that's amazing! Oh. Right? Oh, that's Emily so killed good. His mom. So Emily killed his mom. If it, for the folks who are listening on audio only, you got to go on YouTube and uh, skip forward to about 21 minutes and. Uh, can you check lift out that it up image. a little bit, Michael? Yeah, pick it up just a little bit. There it goes. Yeah, there that's it go. right there. Oh, that's fantastic. I try so hard to be good. And wow. this this illustration, to be fair, is from the uh, New Tales at the Miskatonic Repository, or New Tales of the Miskatonic Valley 2nd Edition. You can pick this up on DriveThruRPG, and that's by Stygian Fox. Well, it looks beautiful. So, uh, so uh, the question that I hope you can answer relates directly to that image. Um, was Sisk acting on his own or was he being controlled by his mother when he robbed the bank? He was acting on his own. Okay. Yeah, so the mother was, actually he, was innocent? Yeah. She was just an innocent creature. Yeah. He was uh, just yeah. a bad son. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. I shot her. Special Agent Chambers. Ouch. And then, and then there's the thing where I think you can tell them because it's so well known. Most people that read the stuff would know that uh, the people eventually change as they age from human into fish people. Right. So and so a, that's if you're so, half human, half fish. That's why you look a little fishy. And then the older you get, the more fishy you the look. The fishier you, look. you get. Yeah. <laughs> So if you had really pushed the constable and he made him pull his hands out of the coat, you would have seen that they were webbed. They were human fingers, but they were webbed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that so one I kind of got, but um, yeah. interesting. It's a great module. So he was just a bank robber. 
Yep. Just, just a, a bank and robber. And we just like got into this town and got all suspicious and racist about fishy people and then killed his mother. Well, it was because of uh, oh, Patty. He's the one that laid the groundwork for racism. <laughs> See, and Chambers? I, I thought that he was under the control of his mother or, you know, the fish people and that he was robbing the bank to support this town of people. Um, in, in fact, most of, so spoiler alerts here, you might want to, uh, maybe we can put in the comments where the spoiler alerts end, but the, the spoiler alerts for this would be that um, the town was actually really pissed at him mm. because they, they, they had lived in seclusion with their fishiness and really didn't want outsiders around. And so they were trying to handle this all internally. But by robbing the bank and coming to Innsmouth or returning to Innsmouth, he attracted all this attention. And so um, if they had known where he was, um, they didn't actually know where he was. If they had known where he was, they might have even delivered him to you, um, probably dead because he was in the process of changing as well. Uh, but they were they were very angry that he brought all this attention. Um, they shouldn't have they taken were, that anger cool. out on the BOI who was trying to accomplish the same goal that they were. I'm sure they also weren't cool that he left town to fight in the war. Because I assume it's like any town where you're supposed to stay mm -hmm. in town and anyone who goes to the big city is kind of. That, wa that wasn't so bad, except that he spurned uh, he, he spurned his lover. Right. Um, oh, he, he was had, expected to. He had uh, promised her. Him. Right. It, she was expecting him to return. And so to like kind of go lead this life of crime, she was genuinely angry. Uh, in fact, had had she had the opportunity um she would have drowned him uh wow, so everyone him. was gunning for him right she didn't know where he was she didn't think about that spot until y'all brought the map to her she had beaten you to the hideout i can't remember what um bubba did in the last episode uh that triggered her but she drowned him for it uh there was something he did so it was small, it was minute, but um, oh, he spit the tea all over. That's right. Yeah, and and it was rude. Yeah, and he deserved to die for it. Well, that's interesting. So the tea doesn't make everyone drown. It's just you've got her like magic. No, in fact, the in tea you. was to the tea was totally okay. It was just normal tea made with uh made with algae and oh. it was salt water. It was just there to put oh. you on edge. That's so. the only purpose of the tea. It so had he, no effect on you. So he died of magic, too. Yeah. Emily, watch your toes. Joey, tell me you wouldn't eat my toes. No, watch, <laughs> watch those toes, dude. <laughs> Look out. Can, can you tell I me? Can see the hung, I can see the hunger in his eyes from just, here. Just Seriously, say, no, he's like, I would never. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even wait till you were dead. Yeah, are, you, are you kidding? The toes are too tough to bite through. I'd go right for your face. <laughs> God! <laughs> God, no, never, to, wow. to be fair, to be fair, I've seen never. so many stories about uh, people who die and they find the dog curled up oh. next to them, trying to keep them company even in mm. death. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's cats. cats. I thought we already established that oh, cats, cats don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah they'll. Yeah. You know, if you but, trip and fall, they'll just start eating you. 
Oh, poor and, Lloyd. And, and poor, by the way, poor and, Lloyd. Oh, yeah. Lloyd at the general store. Yeah. So speaking of the general store and our main story, do we want to start season two now? Yeah. <laughs> Yay. All right, let's go. So we are 28 minutes in. I will make note. Scott is sitting there and he's like, fuck you. I still don't know what Tickle Lee comes from. I'm really pissed off. <laughs> is he being old mythos. man? Is he being old man grumpy? It's mythos. Old man grumpy puss. All I'm mythos. Try- I'm trying to remember if I it's put mythos, the tequila dude. in the glass. You wouldn't or not. understand. <laughs> no, oh, probably it. not. You might need if, more. If you can't remember if there's tequila in the glass or not, there was tequila in the glass. <laughs> Now there's more tequila in the glass. <laughs> yes. Magic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mm. All right, Keeper. All right. You know I'm going to have to, we're going to have to take a break in like 15 minutes, right? I feel like so we need do the we, music. Do we need the music again to like get us back in the... Do we want an early break? And then Scott, are you ready start for right cereal? off with season two? Yeah, I need a minute to to regroup. That seems fair. <laughs> oh, wow, the yeah. tickly lily made him that mad. He's got to he's got to go meditate for ten minutes. <laughs> go do some deep breathing exercises. We will take a short break, and on the other side, we will start season two. Woo! And we're back from break, Michael. It's all yours. There's no countdown there's no, after break. There's no three, two, one. It's, you know, we've only done 35 Not episodes. Not to mention, you this just did three, thing. like, five times in a row. <laughs> I think that's the tequila talking. At some point, he'll say two. He must say two. <laughs> that's what getting two. Eating my time looks like. Eating my time is getting three repeatedly. It was, it was this flashing three waiting for my two that was never coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is the start of season two. We could start season three. You want to just make it season three? <laughs> this is the shortest no. season ever. All right, Michael, go ahead. Tell you. Okay. All right. We're on to season two. Season two opens up in 1941 in Los Alamos, New Mexico. 42? Is it 41? Yeah, it's 42. <laughs> is it 43? Or is it two? Or is it one? <laughs> We've been recording for 30 seconds of season two. We are already way off the rails. Yeah, nineteen forty-two. Yep. You wrote it on my Soloft post-it note. I hope oh. There's nothing private on there. <laughs> it's just your social security number. It's fine. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's nineteen forty-one. Oh, okay. But if it's nineteen forty-two, I guess it's going to be nineteen forty-two. Did I tell you? Oh, nineteen forty-two. No, yeah, I just uh, yeah because uh, that's when the guy came through the portal. He came from nineteen forty-two. You don't fucking know that. Yeah, yes, told you us. told us. He yeah, told back us. in he, back he in said, eighteen in the eighteen nineties. Oh, right, our characters don't know that. That's but we're true. not characters yeah, yet. We're, we're just people. Yeah. <laughs> Very demanding <laughs> people. Fine. It's nineteen forty-two. And I already Alamos wrote nineteen forty-two in the journal. Oh, that seals it. All yeah. right, fine. Then it's it's we'll move ahead. What's the opposite of retcon? Forward con. <laughs> Pro con? 
Oh, but speaking this of pro, we are a, pros at this. This season is off to an amazing start. We should just uh, okay. All right, so we'll start off in Los Alamos, New Mexico, in 1942 to appease the cranky investigators. And uh, strange things have been happening in the town for many years. Uh, which most of the locals believe are due to the government laboratory that was built uh, in the last 10 years. Um, I want to clarify that we are not sticking to historical timelines here. So, you know, don't expect fission to be not already invented or coming soon. Um, this is, this is a fictional timeline of Los Alamos, but kind of takes into account that government laboratories kind of fed this area at this time. Yeah. History is stupid. Who listens to history? All right. So, uh, whereas Los Alamos was just starting to be built up via the Manhattan project in reality, in our timeline, it's been going for some 10 years of government facilities. Um, it's the main source of both research and income for the town. And so anything from grocery stores to restaurants are going to be filled with scientists, low level workers, uh, maintenance crews, anything that it takes to run, a not-so-secret government laboratory. <laughs> Does that give you a good idea of the setting? Sounds great. All right. For our viewers, we'll put up a map next week, but I think probably right now it's important to get to know our investigators. Most of them are tied to uh, this figure, Dick Feimer. Um, and the public knowledge of Dick Feimer is uh, a rather eccentric character who... Uh, not many people in town want to approach or even be friendly with. However, his role to the whole scenario is important because he's an architect. And as an architect, uh, he's done a lot of work for the government in designing the laboratories and the blueprints for the laboratories. Um, though that's, that's probably, you know, kind of maybe second level knowledge. It wouldn't be anything that was hush hush. Um, he's an odd character from the outset in that he wears clothes that are quite snug, but very fashionable. So, uh, typically, um, uh, and maybe even progressive fashionable in the out of sync with the time. So he might but wear what, like, uh, a, what, what body type is he? Is it snug? Like David Bowie snug or snug? Like me? Yes. Yes, it, he's David Bowie snug, very svelte, um, uh, wearing typically very bright colored shirts that aren't tucked in, but then like a high waisted coat that uh, that's buttoned so that like all of his features are accentuated. Um, You're talking about his package. <laughs> all of Dick's features are accentuated. <laughs> so wait, do I see his dick or his fimer? <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm tracking right. <laughs> you can going go great. ahead and. Yep, yep. Okay. Um, I have no idea if it was invented at the time, but it fits with this character so well. It has been invented, and he's had some sort of uh, surgery to make him look younger than he is. 
Okay. Uh, so no wrinkles in the forehead. Um, and uh, he would disappear for, um, you know, uh, weeks at a time and become very reclusive. Um, he's known for that. And uh, because of all these kind of eccentric qualities, uh, not many people in town are very friendly with him. However, uh, he is friends with investigator and art. You want to say your investigator's name? Oh, it, uh, yeah. Um, so um, I'm playing Franny, Franny Rumsford. Franny's Franny's very happy. Uh, she is a a lab a researcher in a lab. Now the question I have for you is: Is she? I was thinking of like a lab, the dog. Right? Oh no! Well, was she, 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 she could have. Camp. She could be a big Labradoodle fan. You don't know that. Um, now it, it, we had talked about this a bit before, but is she a research uh, grad student? Or has she graduated and is now working in a lab that was designed by uh, uh, Mr. Reimer? Timer? Yep. Reimer? Feimer. Dick Feimer. 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 Mr. Feimer. It, it, it was autocorrected to timer. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to call yeah. him Mr. Package. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think it probably makes sense if you are a grad student with low-level clearance. Okay. Are you okay with that? I, yeah, I'm okay with that. As long as I'm in the lab working, that's where I'm happy. I'm doing my research. I'm trying to pick up on where my great-great-grandfather left off doing his research. And you've managed to become uh, friends or befriend Dick Feimer. Why? Well, he would have designed the lab that I'm working in. And he was still designing it when I started working in that lab. So I, I met him while he was there working on it. He did. He we would have collaborated a little bit, and and he kind of you know helped create the lab in a way that that I I wanted, uh, you know, because he was he was kind of nice, even though most people don't like him. He's he's a good egg. He's all right. A little weird. I'm okay with a little weird. I hear my my great grandpappy was a little weird too. Perfect. All right, and. Okay, and then that moves us over to your character, um, Wayne. Wayne, you want to introduce your character? Uh, my, my character is a uh, R- R- Rutherford Fenger. R- Rutherford Fenger is a he's a scientist and an egghead. Uh, he went he went to he actually went to undergraduate school with with Mister Feimer. They were roommates for a while, and but they were uh, you know, often not in their room. They were doing uh, research all the time because they didn't have any friends to speak of. At least Rutherford didn't. And he, his only friend was Mr. Heimer. Heimer. And uh, yes, we were quite the oddballs together. Yes. And, and Rutherford, uh, he, he got a job at a university in the Midwest, and but but it all just didn't make sense, and he he dropped out. He. He dropped out of the college and is living a living a life, wandering and a bit of a beatnik before the beatniks are around. And he's he's worried about this power of the sun that is being harnessed in projects, and he knows too much about it, the chemical aspects of it, uh, and other parts. And he's built a few things for labs, and that's why he's here. He wants to see more 
but he doesn't know if he wants to see everything. And I have invited, I have invited Rutherford to my house because I wanted him to meet Franny, because I believe that this is good connection, right? You're a little, um, how do we say, uh, disenfranchised by the whole science community. But I think that Franny is good egg, as they say. And I believe that if you meet Franny, maybe she could re-engage you. So I have invited Franny to my house. I have invited Rutherford to my house. And then I have also invited my little friend, right? Uh, Scott, what is my little friend's name? I'll make sure I'm not muted. Uh, so Culligan McGillicuddy, uh, I am... Uh really excited to be at the house it's uh such a good thing that i get to be friends with a guy like this he shows me the world and it's you know i'm i'm in this stupid little town i've been stuck here my whole life 15 years is way too long to be stuck in any one place but i'm getting out pretty soon and and he's going to be helping me good old dicky he's you know he's like the nicest guy in town he's the only grown-up that's actually worth his salt so uh i got a couple other friends there's some people I got my notebooks and I'm going to make sure to capture all the stories I can here. But yeah, it's Dickie. He's the one that's going to help me get through all this stuff. When I get out of this piece of shit town, Dickie will be the only one that I keep in touch with. Dickie and maybe some of my other friends like Joe. No, I, well, I, again, I, I'm a little offended by that, I got to say. Well, it's because you're an adult and you're stupid. It's not your fault. Well, I'm not really an adult. I, I'm still a student. I mean, I'm certainly an adult by the times, but I am still a student after all. Yeah, we'll see. You, you we'll seem see. a you little mean like to me. You look, you seem like an adult to me, lady. But you know, wh- what do I know? I'm just a stupid kid. How, so, how old are you? Fifteen. Oh, well, okay. But I'm going on, you ain't I'm seen going the world on like yet. Twenty-five or thirty, maybe. Okay. So it's just a couple years. So, uh. As you would imagine, Dick has quite the uh, beautiful, architecturally contemporary estate uh, up in the hills overlooking Los Alamos. And so from his uh, from his we won't call it mountain, but, you know, like uh, kind of plateau home, you can look out over the town and see the grid of the city. Uh, but you can also take in the. Uh, the layout of the um, above ground facilities of the government research. Um, We'll post a map of that next week, kind of what that looks like. And we'll use kind of the historical map for that. But uh, y'all are all kind of sitting out on his deck, uh, Franny and uh, Rutherford and uh, having some nice lemonade in the afternoon sun and uh, Culligan has kind of this this rapport with Dick that he just kind of comes and goes. And so as you're all out on the deck uh, talking and chatting, there's also, you notice, um, a rather rugged-looking man out in the yard. There's no real raking to be done, per se, but uh, he, he's out there. It looks like he's kind of pulling up these random weeds and maybe been assigned some some sort of chores in the yard to sweep up and move some rocks around and clean up the place. Um, but not strange because Dick's kind of this eccentric character and you never know who's going to be at his house. Uh, so you're sitting out talking when Culligan arrives, 
with his friend. And uh, uh, Dick says, uh, Culligan, uh, why don't you introduce friends to us? Yes. Yeah, I could. But, you know, Joe, I think you can introduce yourself. You don't need me to talk for you. Well, hi, everyone. I'm Joe. Um, I'm not really quite sure why I'm here, but it's very much a nice to meet you all. Yeah, um, you're here because you're here with me. You're a good egg. I think well, you get you know, a meet Dickie. Cully's a good egg, too. We've been friends for a few years down in the town. I actually, you know, I live above the general store. You might have seen me there if you've ever been in to shop. Like, I do some work in there for the owner. Make a persuade roll on that. Already lying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Would I have seen you in the general store? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, but I rolled an 89. Hmm. Interesting. I do not remember you from there, but if you say so and you're Culligan's friend, then I believe you. I, I mean, oh, what's her name? Uh, I mean, Belinda, she doesn't really let me work like behind the counter. I'm mostly just cleaning things and putting things you, on shelves. You like this, Belinda? Uh, I mean, she's fine. <laughs> really? That ain't what you told me. You told me she was a big, ugly pain in the ass. Well, no, I that don't... is more accurate. I do believe. Yes, Culligan. No, Culligan, that I don't just tell him the truth. No, just tell him the truth. If you can't trust uh, Dickie, there's no one in this town you can trust. He's the only growing up worth his weight in gold. Well, she's horrible. No. She barely pays yeah. me anything. She works me all the time. I mean, I don't really have a lot of options right now, but she, you know, she overcharges people. Yes, I know. Now I pour you a glass of lemonade. If you like this woman, you were going to have to leave. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, that's, I'd I love some lemonade. I told so, you, Joe, he's a, he's a I good like this guy, uh, Hey, hey Dickie, while, while you're pouring lemonade, uh, can we get that poor gentleman out there working in the hot sun some lemonade? He looks exhausted out there. I'm feeling so bad for him. Yes, yes. He approached me for work. He said that uh, apparently he knows that I hire people, but I don't really have anything for him to do. If you would like to talk to him for any, that is, of course... You are always welcome. My home, your home. Well, let me let me get a glass of lemonade and I'll bring it out to him. So I'll grab a glass of lemonade and go walking out. Hey, mister, have a glass of lemonade while, while you're working so hard out here. It's hot. Well, uh, thank you, ma'am. I, I, I much appreciate it. It's oh, very kind of you. You're quite welcome. And if you want to come join us, you seem to be doing a good job out here. Why, why don't you come have a seat, take a little break? No, no, no! I don't. Uh, I don't want to interfere with your, your folks' uh, uh, convocation there, or whatever you. I don't even know it, if that's the right word. I think it's conversations which you're looking for, but I get your meaning. Yeah, that's well, what I'm if you would like about. to come and, and take a load off, we got a seat for confabulation? you. <laughs> uh, no, I thought a convocation was a meeting of uh, individuals, but that's probably. Beyond my education level. Uh, I think you should come sit with us. This lemonade is delicious. Oh, geez. I, 
I don't know. Uh, I don't feel too comfortable around other folks. I mean, well, it's a big porch. If you don't mind me sitting in the corner over there, I. Oh, whatever you know, you're I'll, comfortable with, honey. You just you just take a load off. It's hot out here in the hot sun. Well, out in the desert like this. A, you are just the the nicest person I've met in months. I I greatly appreciate that. Oh, you're I'll sweet for up. saying so. I'll go up on the porch and uh, drag a chair over to the it, far What's porch. your name, honey? My name's Franny. Uh, my name's Boone, John Boone. John, is that with an H or, or just just the J-O-N? Oh, uh, yeah, You know, for, for purposes of, of typing things on the overlay while we're playing here. <laughs> yeah, it's just John. It's not short for Jonathan or anything like that. Okay, just plain old John. And, and while I'm asking, Joe, is that with an E or, or without the, the, the female it's style? It's just, just a J-O. Okay, that's what I had. I got it right. Oh, Thank it's you, like you're a little, little woman. <laughs> well, Yes. Isn't one of the characters in Little Women named Joe? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think I that that's her right right over there. I, I'm also myself a woman. Yep, she's, see now, I, well, I am not multiple layers there. I was I, making. Let's see, I am not in fact a woman. I just play one. But yes, also <laughs> as a as reality as we perceive it, you are also a woman named Joe. He's a girl. She's sixteen. Don't call her a woman. Oh, okay. So that was the hitch. Sorry, 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 little ma'am. And for what it's worth, uh, Joe's kind of a tomboy and is wearing some ragged pants and a kind of oh, oversized okay. shirt. Yeah, it's great. Could yeah, totally be, like, be a Joe, boy. I'd be like, Joe, he called you a girl. Oh. What the hell's wrong with him? I Joe, you look. I don't look, really uh, say, know what he's saying. You'd look right at home uh, riding the rails. Well, you know, if there was a train around here, I just might have. There is a train. That's how, that's how I got in it. Oh. Well, there wasn't a train. <laughs> Listen, there it is right there. <laughs> I don't know. I had to hitchhike to get here. There, I guess the train just didn't go where I was going. Keeper interjection, moment of clarification. There is a train that runs right through the middle of town. The tracks go into the government facility, into a hangar, and then it does exit the town. Mm. I had, uh, you know, I, I hopped off before it got no. into town because you don't ever want to ride a train into the station. That's just, you're just asking for trouble. That, that, that's a rookie mistake. Now, is that, that, is that is your hobo mistake. bundle over there? Did you leave that out in the, in the brush? I, Do you need to grab you mean, that? You mean my, you mean my bindle? <laughs> your bindle, sorry. Your bindle. Your, yeah, that's <laughs> okay. Well, see, not being a, a hobo myself. You're, you're a novice. I, 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 you're I'm not familiar with the lingo. Hobo bundle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, I'm sorry. That's what Dickie's got in his front there. Is, is that politically correct? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I believe wow. you were just. Dinged. I love these characters. <laughs> I might have. I might have been. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna sit down and enjoy my my tea or my my lemonade. This is delicious. Yes, uh, I I appreciate all of you coming, uh, Culligan. It is always nice, of course, to have you. Um, I, if you'll excuse me for a moment, I need to go inside, and I I will be back momentarily. Hey, Dickie, don't forget the cookies. That oh, makes no cookies? cookies. There are no Dickie. cookies. Dickie. 
Okay, fine. There are cookies. I will bring them Yay, out. But do not the eat best. them all this time. It's been a yeah. long time I'm since I've had cookies. Them. I'm going to eat them till I puke again, Dickie. You're the best. <laughs> so he goes inside, and y'all are all alone, the five of you, on the front porch. And crickets. All <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, how, uh, how do you know each other? Oh, I don't know well, anyone. I just know Kali. You go right ahead there, Joe. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, I just know Kali. He brought me here today so I could meet his friend, his friend Dick, who he talks about a lot. You know, you do talk about him a lot. <laughs> He's the best guy in town. What, are you kidding me? Well, I, I had to my... meet the guy. The best guy in town? Yeah, I never spent time in my stupid house. I'll spend all my time here until I get out of town. That's for sure. So, uh, yeah, I your assume, parents uh, aren't great. I assume he don't have kids of his own. Not that he ever talked about with me, no. Rutherford's, uh, Rutherford's going to go into the house and uh, and uh, peek around because he's paranoid and he worries about things, um, pretending to look for a bathroom. Okay. Uh, you would have been to his house enough that you know where a bathroom is. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I've been there before. All right. Uh, make a stealth roll. Oh, that's terrible. No good. <laughs> Excellent. That would be a 30. I miss it. Okay. Oh, uh, I bumbled. So in your paranoia, you run into uh, Dick in the kitchen putting uh, those little wafer cookies with the cream Ooh. filling. <laughs> yeah. Those are on- delicious. They got the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> On onto a plate uh, to take outside, um, and he says, "Oh, Rutherford, uh, are, 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 is everything okay?" Uh, I've got my voice ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take me a while to remember mine too. Honestly, don't remember it now. Um, uh, well, yeah, yeah, yes. I just was looking around. Uh, inside and i need to use your uh, laboratory facilities and i want to see if you are okay in the kitchen here um there's an awful lot of people here I, Rutherford, I i've known you long enough now right yes uh, many years most most of our days uh, yes he, and yep. uh i know when you are telling not truth to me you are stressed what is wrong i i don't i don't i don't why are these people all here i, I know you but there's some strangers. Well, why would you bring them into your house here? Yes, the, the, this makes good sense. Yes, I, I invite Franny because I believe uh, she could be good friend for you. Yes, she is scientist at facility, but she is good egg. She is she is not like those other ones who are full of secrets. No, and uh, you know Culligan. Culligan come. Culligan go. Right, he is here all the time. Right, he's been around the city. There is nothing wrong with Culligan. And then the smelly one, the smelly one, he just show up. I don't know what to say. They show up from time to time. <laughs> John <occasionally>. or Joe? <laughs> uh, you know, the, they show up, they bring their bindles, they go. They show up, they bring their bindles, they go. I never, I never know why. I just don't understand. But for some reason, they seem to always come to my house. And it means not much to me, right? They give them little money. They do odd job for me. Then they go, Rutherford, you really, you, you need not worry. 
It is me. It is your friend, Dick. And he says, it all seems very, very on my, my, very on my friend. And, and uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a little on edge. And, um, I'll just go, I'll just go wash my face down a little bit and, and, uh, and settle down. You wash, you do some deep breaths. And then I have an important piece of information. I think that you're right people to reveal it to. And, and hopefully uh, we can figure stuff out together. Yes. I, 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 I agree. Hopefully it's some, something big. We, we have to solve many big things out there now. There's many big things. That is actually rather small, but you know, maybe it doesn't lead to something big. Are we still talking uh, about your reveal? <laughs> Very well. All right, Rutherford goes off to. I have to me. show you something, but it's something small. <laughs> but it could lead to something big. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> just for clarification. Uh, because the player, no, I won't stand up. <laughs> uh, the player no. is is very suspicious about this single wealthy old man with the fifteen year old boy hanging out at his house all the time. Uh, would the character be equally as suspicious about that? Wait, wait, wait. Um, uh, it depends. Is she aloof? And I don't think that that's like. Um, well, I mean, we could talk about the time period or whatever. You could make a psychology roll on it. Sure, make a just make a psychology roll on it. First time rolling the D100. Oh, here we go. It, it'll be about 20 oh, minutes until it stops. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah where I grew up, uh, kids would wander the neighborhood. And yeah. you, knew, you knew who gave out cookies. You'd That's go knock on her door, and she'd always have cookies. That was back in the 70s. And, and uh, yeah, to, yeah. Uh, what were you going to say? Psychology. Uh, no, I did not make it. Okay. Um, no, she's a little goofy. So, not not really. Right. Perceptive. Uh, so you can play at your choice. She's mm -hmm. either aloof and not perceptive, or she's suspicious. Okay. Yeah. No, she just wouldn't get it. Okay. That's fine. All right. For uh, what it's worth, you would have heard in the conversation Joe say something to the effect of yeah i know how bad your parents can be right yeah i, I did hear that joe mm -hmm. did say that yep joe, joe didn't say that, that. joe's a good egg too mm -hmm. yeah wow, so. lots, of, lots of eggs here yeah and and uh he's not putting off any kind of like strange vibes right culligan just kind of comes and with goes the, with his tight clothes and his, <laughs> and his plastic surgery <laughs> there's nothing weird about that <laughs> I close plastic surgery and teenagers hanging around. Yeah, nothing weird about that at all. <laughs> Getting them cookies, giving them lemonade. Oh, man. It's all right above board. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, what have you done? <laughs> He's a big picture kind of guy. I, I feel like I'm in a room in the corner with a lot of wet paint. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. We only have 23 minutes to go. I can make it. Okay. You can do this. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, Holly, why are his clothes so tight? I've never seen anyone dress like that before. I, I think he's trying to be fashionable. Every time he, he talks about going shopping, he talks about he gets on a plane and he comes back and 
he disappears for a while and then he's got all these new clothes and his face wow, looks different. A it's, plane? it's this guy's like he's like a magician. Who knows? He doesn't get older, he gets younger. Yeah, you know, honey, them them Eastern European fellas, they, they do have some odd taste in fashion sometimes. Mm, that's a that, and I take out my notebook, and it's the first time you guys have seen it, and I'm I'm writing and, and sort of going along and I'm like, Eastern Europeans dress different than the rest of us. And I'm I'm taking lots of notes about what you're saying to me. And I'm why like, what do you, take, you mean? Why, why don't you take real notes? <laughs> Instead of <laughs> wow, Wayne say, insulting I, Scott. I love it. No kidding. Wait till I get to you, Rutherford. So I'm like, Franny, <laughs> what else can you tell me about uh, Eastern Europeans? You ever been there? Oh no, I I, I definitely I, I haven't left this area much at all. Uh, but you know, being at the university, you do see some some folks from from abroad, and generally that them you know vaguely Eastern European types do have some odd, make some odd fashion choices. I sort of give them a break that. on it. Yeah, maybe someday you can take me to university. I can I can see some of these people. I'm I'm working on notes for my next book. All right, my first book. Yeah, but your next book? next book? How how old are you? I, yeah, my first book's going to be my next book. Don't be a wise ass. <laughs> hey, so Colley's a smart guy. He writes everything down. He always has hmm. that notebook with him, and he collects stories. That's it's a, fascinating. That's an excellent habit. That will serve you yeah, very thanks. well. Meticulous notes are the cornerstone of good science. Yeah, it's also the cornerstone of good stories. That's true, too. And science is good stories. Nah, science is boring. Oh, science the- is extremely exciting. You should come by the lab sometime. I'll show you. Yeah, I'll take you up on it. That sounds pretty interesting to me. Can I come, too? Oh, of course you can, dear. I thank haven't God, really. Thank God you've got low level clearance. <laughs> right. I'm bringing everybody over. Yep. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Bring your camera. <laughs> Take look, lots of notes at... while you're here. Dude, you can come watch Moss grow. <laughs> Security loves people wandering around taking notes randomly. Hmm. Huh? Actually, I guess this is keeper voice. Actually, they have uh, they have public tours of the part of the lab that you're in, right? They they bring in the public and uh, tours for uh, the students to encourage studies in the sciences, and um, it's quite the um, public facing part uh, where they invite people through. Mm -hmm. So, Cully, what what kind? What's your story about? Oh, it's, it's not really one story. It's all the stories. It's everything that is in here in this piece of shit little town. It, it, as soon as I can, I'm getting out of here. And so I'm collecting all the stories. And, and, and you know, it, there's this whole big world out there. You've, I've been reading Hemingway. You know who he is? Oh, of course. I've been reading Hemingway. And you listen to Hemingway. And he, he just, he tells stories about all these different places in the world and He's lived in every single one of them. So, mm-hmm. I'm yeah, he loves those tropical places go. with lots of water mm-hmm. oh, and waves everywhere. rolling in. He loves oh, describing that in great detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really paints a picture about them tropical places. Uh, is that is yeah. that the kind of thing you're talking about, like a locational thing, or are you talking about people? 
he had this thing about a faucet running and the water was pouring out of the faucet. It was this, it was the most vivid writing I've ever read in my entire life. Excellent. And we did drive Michael off. So uh, <laughs> for those listening. No, no we're, we're, he, he Mike, told us to care. He told us to carry on. Uh, yeah, I know, but we, we've got to call him out because he oh. drank, drank a giant beverage and had to pee. <laughs> so <laughs> Scott and I made it worse for him and he just couldn't do it. So anyway, uh, so uh, you're, you're collecting the stories of the people in the town. A series of vignettes well, like? No, I, the most important story for me right now is Joe's story. Joe's not telling me your story, but one of these days, you're my friend. You're going to tell me your story because Joe's not even from here. She's, she's probably got the most interesting story of anybody. And she won't tell it to me. Well, where are you from, darling? I just... Uh... I mean, you know, well, Cully always says this is a shit town, little town, small town, but I'm from a much smaller town. Yeah, what what town is It's actually great to be here. Well, it's uh, it's not important, really. (laughs) Oh, well, it's important to me. For what it's worth, Franny, the only thing she ever tells me is she's from away. Look, I look at maps all the time. None of them ever have a town named away. Yeah, well, you well, sound a little bitter, bitter about that, Cully. I, I get it. But, you know, if, if you got your secrets, you're welcome to keep your secrets. But I'd love to know where you're from. Well. But that's I mean, that's your story no to tell. And I'm, you listen, I'm listening raptly, and I'm looking over my notebook, and I'm like, the pen is poised. <laughs> so Joe is Harper Lee, and you're Truman Capote? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> It's a little town called Abiquiu. Oh, where, where now? Where is that, darling? What state's that in? Oh, it's just a few hours from here. In, in which direction? And I don't mean to pry. I, I, yeah, mean just, I'm just curious. I, she's nosier than I am. I mean, it's really not important. We don't have to talk about my past. Okay, darling, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. That's fine. You don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it. I'm here no, now. I seem I'm to feel that our it. new friend may be feeling a little um, out of position. So I, I, I maybe interject here and uh, redirect conversation momentarily. Yes, of course, darling. It, it, have, some, have some more. Have some more lemonade. No, it is very tasty lemonade. I am much relieved now. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that I uh, I I bring I I bring you here tonight because uh, I admiring architecture of the theater in town. Yes, and uh, Culligan, I know you have probably not had the opportunity to go to theater lately, but there is magnificent performance right now in inside of theater. And uh, my friend, I think it would be great opportunity to take you. And I, I think that. Wait, are we, Fred, are we talking the movie theater? Because I sneak in there all the time. No, I know you do there. This is this is the theater, right? This is the one where the great Casper Muscovane is doing performance. Yes. And so what I was thinking is that uh, I would take you to see him perform. Uh, Franny and Rutherford, I would be very curious as to your perspectives if you can 
explain to me his process of illusion. Yes. Oh, we in- oh. interesting. He he's some sort of magician now, is he? He is local fame of musician. Yes, I, I believe he is second, maybe third. I don't know, fourth generation musician. His skills are quite wait, wait, excellent. Now, now, now did, I, did I say? I, I, I meant to question. say magician. Did I say musician, or did you say? You musician? said musician, magician. He said musician. Okay. Now, uh, just to clarify, are is, you is that a translation? Fun of my accent no, because I am saying magician. Okay, I just wanted to make sure Mag- there was a magician? translation issue. <laughs> it might be tequila. Let's make it sound like musician. Oh, but that, that can happen. Definitely magician. Yes. That can happen, darling. It's okay. Oh, oh my goodness! I I've been friends with uh, several magicians in my day. Uh, there was the uh, great Rigatoni. Uh, there was the uh, well, of course, his son, the Lesser Rigatoni, and then uh, there was uh, Billy Baloney. No, I believe they're you not, they're not make... famous. They're not famous magicians. But when I was in the circus, I uh, I mingled mm. with. Uh, with you were a... in circus. Yeah, I mingled with a few Presbyterians. Presbyterians. Could you make bullshit or psychology or persuade role, please? No, I actually added this to my backstory after we talked. This is this is real. Sorry, I didn't have a chance to tell you in time. But I'll make a I'll make a persuade the keeper. Fourteen, you are persuaded. <laughs> well, this is this is fascinating story. You know, all of the details you include in this story just really convince me that this is your life. So I believe you and I would love to have your perspective. Would you would you attend? I would be more than happy to get your ticket for you. Would you attend the performance of the great Casper Muscovane oh, with oh us? Oh god, I'm in no you know condition to be seen amongst uh that would you would be more than welcome to use my facilities, and I'm sure I have a change of clothes that you could wear. Oh, I'm sure they'll fit you right nice. Uh, yeah, I'm so I'm so emaciated. They should be a little loose on me. Are you also svelte? Well, not through any choice of my own, but yeah. You might have a package yes. you can borrow too. Hey, uh, Dicky, can I bring Joe? Why, of course, your little friend, she is here now, and I would love to have her in attendance. Uh, oh, I've never seen a magician before. No, me either. It's going to be a first for both of us. That's amazing. Have you seen a musician, darling? Musician? <laughs> <laughs> a musician? Well, n- n- not a great one. Maybe they can make a tuba disappear. Tuba what? Hold on. <laughs> the- Crickets. Come on, crickets. <laughs> we got to find you a quicker cricket. I button know because if the crickets come 10 minutes later, it just kind of loses its effect. They're, they're, I like need a cricket button to cricket you. They're, they're bar- it's buried to a couple windows behind and I got to click on the window and then click on the cricket and then hit play. It takes a minute. More I like the delayed. Crickets. I don't have a quick cricket button. We need to get to, get to the cricket. It's funny again. 
I'm like, what are those crickets for? Everybody laughed. Oh, my God. All right. I, I say you meet me in town uh, this evening and we will all attend performance together. Does that sound like fun? Well, that's a lovely It sounds like Vicky. fun. Down Wonderful. Jake. Okay. Cheers to all of you. Salute. Uh, cheers. And uh, everybody eats their cream wafer cookies and drinks their lemonade. And in the next episode, we will be off to see the performance of the great Casper Muscovane. Very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, so is For that what it's worth? I'm grabbing like three cookies, four cookies as soon as you bring yeah. them out. Oh, no, of course. He would expect nothing less of that, actually. All right. Is that where we're and, calling it? Uh, and in fact, uh, hang on. Yeah, in fact, go. Culligan, um, as you as you do so, um, he takes uh, what's like left in the package. It's only like four or five cookies, but they're rolled up and he slides them to you kind of so nobody can see it and, and gives yeah. you a little wink and gives you a little like. You're a good man, Dickie. I'm still super suspicious yeah. of this dude. Franny's okay with it. Art's not. <laughs> I think I think Cully is the creepier of the, the two. Yes, I am above board. The... It is because you do oh, not we're like still recording. me because I'm sorry. I am not from I here. I should have kept that later. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Cully. Cully's oh, a I, nice I even, guy. He's I a good friend. Even, I, yeah, I don't even know. As far as I know. Let's end this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. All right. That's going to do it for us tonight. Join us next time where we go to a show. Is there dinner along with this show or is it just a show we got to eat on our own? We'll decide. Do y'all okay. need dinner? I, I always need know, dinner. Dinner and a show Din- is oh, a thing. Linda you know does what? not feed me. It's It might be fried chicken. <laughs> I, okay. I don't understand that reference all right we'll catch it next week when our investigator joins us excellent so join yeah. us next week for the first full episode of season two it's all very exciting until then find us online under the library.com instagram under the library twitter under the lib if you're listening to us on audio and you want to see our mugs, we're on YouTube and vice versa. If you're watching us on YouTube, want to hear the podcast, we are anywhere you get your podcasts. Until then, for me, for Michael, for Emily, Scott, Wayne, and Chris, thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. And if you haven't been tuning in after the episodes, Art does these ridiculously awesome post-commentaries that are worth hanging in there for. Yeah, they're blooper reels at the beginning and the end if you are watching on YouTube check us out on the podcast for that content we'll see you next time uh there was the uh great rigatoni uh there was the uh well of course his son the lesser rigatoni and uh then there was uh billy baloney just wanted to know was it like send me a message that goes ding ping i'm sorry ping ping oh, oh that's oh. actually what you meant oh you meant to say ping but you said ding i am now firmly in the emily camp <laughs> <laughs> michael i'll <was> <laughs>
to do is not say anything. Somebody <laughs> needs to ding Michael so he knows we're ready to play. <laughs> Years of Call of Cthulhu, and I'm never allowed to understand what game I'm actually playing. Hey, Cthulhu, put the keg in. Well, oh, that's sour.